0: CD seven.
1: It was better travelling at night with Vorbis over one shoulder and Om under one arm. At this time of year, the glow in the sky over there is the Aurora Corialis, the hub lights where the magical field of the disc world constantly discharges itself among the peaks of the Cori Celesti, the central mountain and at this time of year the sun rises over the desert in Ephebe, and over the sea in omnia so keep the hub lights on the left and the sunset globe behind you did you ever go to Cory celeste said brother om who had been nodding off in the cold woke up with a start huh? it's where the gods live oh i could tell you stories said om darkly what think they're so bloody elite "'You didn't live up there, then?' "'No. Got to be a thunder god or something. "'Got to have a whole parcel of worshippers to live on Nob Hill. "'Got to be an anthropomorphic personification. "'One of them things. "'Not just a great god, then?' "'Well, this was the desert, and Brother was going to die. "'May as well tell you,' muttered Om. "'It's not as though we're going to survive. "'See... Every god's a great god to someone. I never wanted to be that great. A handful of tribes, city or two. It's not much to ask, is it? There's two million people in the empire, said Brother. Yeah. Pretty good, eh? Started off with nothing but a shepherd hearing voices in his head, ended up with two million people. But you never did anything with them, said Brother. Like what? Well, Tell them not to kill one another, that sort of thing. Never really given it much thought. Why should I tell them that? Brother sought for something that would appeal to God's psychology. Well, if people didn't kill one another, there'd be more people to believe in you, he suggested. It's a point, Om conceded. Interesting point. Mmm. Sneaky. Brother walked along in silence. There was a glimmer of frost on the dunes. ''Have you ever heard,'' he said, ''of ethics?'' ''Somewhere in her wonderland, isn't it?'' ''The Ephebians are very interested in it.'' ''Probably thinking about invading.'' ''They seem to think about it a lot.'' ''Long-term strategy, maybe?'' ''I don't think it's a place, though. It's more to do with how people live.'' "'What, lolling around all day while slaves do the real work? "'Take it from me, whenever you see a bunch of buggers "'puttering around talking about truth and beauty "'and the best way of attacking ethics, "'you can bet your sandals it's because dozens of other poor buggers "'are doing all the real work around the place "'while those fellows are living like gods,' said Brother. "'There was a terrible silence. "'I was going to say kings,' said Om reproachfully. "'They sound a bit like gods.' "'Kings,' said "Arm emphatically. "'Why do people need gods?' brother persisted. "'Oh, you've got to have gods,' said Arm in a hearty, no-nonsense voice. "'But it's gods that need people,' said brother, "'to do the believing,' you said. Arm hesitated. "'Well, okay,' he said, "'but people have got to believe in something, yeah? "'I mean, why else does it thunder?' "'Thunder?' "'said Brother, his eyes glazing slightly. "'I don't... is caused by clouds banging together. "'After the lightning stroke, there is a hole in the air, "'and thus the sound is engendered by the clouds rushing to fill the hole and colliding, "'in accordance with strict cumulodynamic principles.' "'Your voice goes funny when you're quoting,' said Om. "'What does engendered mean?' "'I don't know. No one showed me a dictionary.' "'Anyway, that's just an explanation,' said Om. "'It's not a reason.' "'My grandmother said thunder was caused by the great god Om "'taking his sandals off,' said brother. "'She was in a funny mood that day. "'Nearly smiled.' "'Metaphorically accurate,' said Om. "'But I never did thundering. "'Demarcation, see. "'Bloody, I've got a big hammer-blind EO up on Nob Hill "'does all the thundering.' "'I thought you said there were hundreds of thunder gods,' said brother.' ''Yeah, and he's all of them. Rationalisation. A couple of tribes join up. They've both got thunder gods, right? And the gods kind of run together. You know how amoebas split?'' ''No. Well, it's like that, only the other way. I still don't see how one god can be a hundred thunder gods. They all look different. False noses.'' ''What?'' ''And different voices.'' Oh, "'I happen to know E.O.'s got seventy different hammers. "'Not common knowledge, that. "'And it's just the same with mother goddesses. "'There's only one of them. she just got a lot of wigs. "'And, of course, it's amazing what you can do with a padded bra.' "'There was absolute silence in the desert. "'The stars, smeared slightly by high-altitude moisture, "'were tiny motionless rosettes. "'Away towards what the church called the top pole, "'and which Brother was coming to think of as the hub, "'the sky flickered.' "'Brother put Om down and laid Vorbis on the sand. "'Absolute silence, nothing for miles, "'except what he had brought with him. "'This must have been how the prophets felt "'when they went into the desert to find... "'whatever it was they found, "'and talk to... "'whoever they talked to. "'He heard Om, slightly peevish, say, "'People have got to believe in something. "'Might as well be gods.' (laughs) "'What else is there?' "'Brother laughed.' "'You know,' he said, "'I don't think I believe in anything any more. "'Except me.' "'Oh, I know you exist,' said Brother. "'He felt Om relax a little. "'There's something about tortoises. "'Tortoises I can believe in. "'They seem to have a lot of existence in one place. "'It's gods in general I'm having difficulty with.' "'Look, if people stop believing in gods, they'll believe in anything,' said Om. "'They'll believe in young Urn's steam ball. "'Anything at all.' "'Oh!' "'A green glow in the sky indicated that the light of dawn "'was chasing frantically after its sun. "'Vorbis groaned. "'I don't know why he won't wake up,' said Brother. "'I can't find any broken bones.' "'How do you know? "'One of the Ephibian scrolls was all about bones. "'Can't you do anything for him?' "'Why?' "'You're a god.' "'Well, yes.' If I was strong enough, I could probably strike him with lightning. I thought Eeyore did the lightning. No, just the thunder. You're allowed to do as much lightning as you like, but you have to contract for the thundering. Now the horizon was a broad golden band. How about rain? said Brother. How about something useful? A line of silver appeared at the bottom of the gold. Sunlight was racing towards Brother. That! "'was a very hurtful remark,' said the tortoise. "'A remark calculated to wound.' "'In the rapidly growing light, "'brother saw one of the rock islands a little way off. "'Its sand-blasted pillars offered nothing but shade. "'But shade, always available in large quantities "'in the depths of the citadel, "'was now in short supply here.' "'Caves,' said brother. "'Snakes. But still caves. "'In conjunction with snakes.' "'Poisonous snakes?' Yes. The unnamed boat clipped along gently, the wind filling Ern's robe attached to a mast made out of bits of the sphere's framework bound together with Simony's sandal thongs. I think I know what went wrong, said Ern. A mere overspeed problem. Overspeed? We left the water, said Simony. It needs some sort of governor device, said Ern, scratching a design on the side of the boat. Something that'd open the valve if there was too much steam. I think I could do something with a pair of revolving balls. Oh, eh, that's funny you should see that, said Didactylos. When I felt us leave the water and the sphere exploded, I distinctly felt my. That bloody thing nearly killed us, said Simony. E. So, the next one will be better, said Ern cheerfully. He scanned the distant coastline. "'Why don't we land somewhere along here?' he said. "'The desert coast?' said Simony. "'What for? Nothing to eat, nothing to drink, easy to lose your way. "'Omnia's the only destination in this wind. "'We can land this side of the city. "'I know people, and those people know people. "'All across Omnia there's people who know people, "'people who believe in the turtle.' "'You know, I never meant for people to believe in the turtle,' said Didactylus unhappily. "'It's just a big turtle. It just exists. Things just happen that way. I don't think the turtle gives a damn. I just thought it might be a good idea to write things down and explain things a bit. People sat up all night on guard while other people made copies.' "'said Simony, ignoring him, passing them from hand to hand, "'everyone making a copy and passing it on like a fire spreading underground. "'Would this be lots of copies?' said Didactylos cautiously. Hundreds, Thousands! "'I suppose it's too late to ask for, uh, say, five uh, <clears> percent <throat> royalty?' "'said Didactylos, looking hopeful for a moment. "'No, probably out the question.' <laughs> "'I expect, no, forget I even asked.' "'A few flying fish zipped out of the waves, "'pursued by a dolphin. "'I can't help feeling a bit sorry for that young brother,' "'said Didactylos. "'Priests are expendable,' said Simony. "'There's too many of them.' "'He had all our books,' said Ern. "'He'll probably float with all that knowledge in him,' "'said Didactylos. "'He was mad anyway,' said Simony. "'I saw him whispering to that tortoise. "'I wish we still had it.' "'There's good eating on one of those things,' said Didactylos. "'It wasn't much of a cave, just a deep hollow carved by the endless desert winds, "'and a long time ago even by water. "'But it was enough. "'Brother knelt on the stony floor and raised the rock over his head. "'There was a buzzing in his ears, and his eyeballs felt as though they were set in sand. "'No water since sunset and no food for a hundred years. "'He had to do it.' "'I'm sorry,' he said.' and brought the rock down the snake had been watching him intently but in its early morning torpor it was too slow to dodge the cracking noise was a sound that brother knew his conscience would replay to him over and over again good said om beside him now skinny, and don't waste the juice save the skin too i didn't want to do it said brother look at it this way said om "'If you'd walked in the cave without me to warn you, "'you'd be lying on the floor now with a foot the size of a wardrobe. "'Do unto others before they do unto you.' "'It's not even a very big snake,' said Brother. "'And then, while you're writhing
0: there in indescribable agony, "'you imagine all the things you would have done to that damn snake "'if you'd got to it first, said Om. "'Well, your wish has been granted.' ''Don't give any to Vorbis,'' he added. ''He's
1: running a bad fever. He keeps muttering.'' ''Do you really think you'll get him back to the Citadel and they'll believe you?'' said Om. ''Brother Nomrod always said I was very truthful,'' said Brother. He smashed the rock on the cave wall to create a crude cutting edge, and gingerly started dismembering the snake. ''Anyway, there isn't anything else I can do. I couldn't just leave him.'' ''Yes, you could,'' said Om. ''To die in the desert?'' ''Yes, it's easy. Much easier than not leaving him to die in the desert.'' ''No. This is how they do things in Essex, is it?'' said Om sarcastically. ''I don't know. It's how I'm doing it.'' The unnamed boat bobbed in a gully between the rocks. There was a low cliff beyond the beach. Simon, he climbed back down it, to where the philosophers were huddling out of the wind. "'I know this area,' he said. "'We're a few miles from the village where a friend lives. "'All we have to do is wait till nightfall.' "'Why are you doing all this?' said Ern. "'I mean, what's the point?' "'Have you ever heard of a country called Istanzia?' said Simony. "'It wasn't very big. It had nothing anyone wanted. "'It was just a place for people to live.' "'Omnia conquered it fifteen years ago,' said Didaklos. "'That's right.' My country, said Simony. I were just a kid then, but I won't forget, nor will others. There's lots of people with a reason to hate the church. I saw you standing close to Vorbis, said Ern. I thought you were protecting him. Oh, I was, I was, said Simony. I don't want anyone to kill him before I do. Didactylos wrapped his toga around himself and shivered. The sun was riveted to the copper dome of the sky. Brother dozed in the cave. In his own corner, Vorbis tossed and turned. Om sat waiting in the cave mouth. Waited expectantly, waited in dread. And they came. They came out from under scraps of stone and from cracks in the rock. They fountained up from the sand. They distilled out of the wavering sky. The air was filled with their voices as faint as the whispering of gnats. Om tensed. The language he spoke was not like the language of the high gods. It was hardly language at all. It was a mere modulation of desires and hungers, without nouns and with only a few verbs. Want. Om replied, mine. There were thousands of them. He was stronger, yes. He had a believer. But they filled the sky like locusts. The longing poured down on him with the weight of hot lead. The only advantage, the only advantage was that the small gods had no concept of working together. That was a luxury that came with evolution. Want mine. The chittering became a whine. But you can have the other one, said Om. Dull, hard, enclosed, shut in. I know, said Om, but this one, mine. The psychic shout echoed around the desert. The small gods fled except for one. Om was aware that it had not been swarming with the others, but had been hovering gently over a piece of sun-bleached bone. It had said nothing. He turned his attention to it. You. Mine. I know, said the small god. It knew speech, real god-speech, although it talked as though every word had been winched from the pit of memory. Who are you? said Om the small god stirred
0: there was a city once said the small god not just a city an empire of cities I, i remember there were canals and gardens there was a lake they had floating gardens on the lake i recall i Uh, And there were temples, such temples as you may dream of, great pyramid temples that reached to the sky. Thousands were sacrificed to the greater glory.
1: Om felt sick. This wasn't just a small god. This was a small god who hadn't always been small.
0: Who were you? And there were temples. Uh, I... I'm me, such temples as you may dream of, great pyramid temples that reach to the sky. The glory of thousands was sacrificed, me, to the greater glory. And there were temples, me, 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 greater glory, such glory temples as you may dream of, great pyramid dream temples that reach to the sky, me. Me, sacrificed, dream. Thousands were sacrificed to me, the greater sky glory. You were their god, Om managed. Thousands were sacrificed to the greater glory. Can you hear me? Thousands sacrificed greater glory, me, me, me. What was your name? shouted Om name
1: a hot wind blew over the desert shifting a few grains of sand the echo of a lost god blew away tumbling over and over until it vanished among the rocks who were you there was no answer that's what happens Om thought being a small god was bad except at the time you hardly knew that it was bad because you only barely knew anything at all but all the time there was something which was just possibly the germ of hope, the knowledge and belief that one day you might be more than you were now. But how much worse to have been a god, and now to be no more than a smoky bundle of memories, blown back and forth across the sand, made from the crumbled stones of your temples. Om turned around, and on stumpy legs, walked purposefully back into the cave until he came to brother's head, which he butted. "'Just checking you're still alive.' Right. Om staggered back to his guard position at the mouth of the cave. There were said to be oases in the desert, but they were never in the same place twice. The desert wasn't mappable. It ate map-makers. So did the lions. Om could remember them. Scrawny things, not like the lions of the ha veldt, More wolf than lion, more hyena than either. Not brave, but with a kind of vicious, rangy cowardice that was much more dangerous. Lions. Oh, dear. He had to find lions. Lions drank. Brother awoke as the afternoon light dragged across the desert. His mouth tasted of snake. Om was butting him on the foot. Come on, come on, you're missing the best bit of the day. Is there any water? Brother murmured thickly. There will be. Only five miles off. Amazing luck. Brother pulled himself up. Every muscle ached. How do you know? I can sense it. I am a god, you know. You said you could only sense minds. Om cursed. Brother didn't forget things. It's more uh, complicated than that, lied Om. Trust me. Come on while there's some twilight, and don't forget Mr. Vorbis. Vorbis was curled up. He looked at Brother with unfocused eyes, stood up like a man still asleep, when Brother helped him. "'I think he might have been poisoned,' said Brother. "The sea creatures with stings and poisonous corals. "'He keeps moving his lips, but I can't make out what he's trying to say.' "'Bring him along,' said Om. "'Bring him along. Oh, yes.' "'You wanted me to abandon him last night,' said Brother. "'Oh, did I?' said Om, his very shell radiating innocence." "'Well, maybe I've been to uh, Ethics, had a change of heart. "'I can see he's with us for a purpose now. "'Good old Vorbis. Bring him along.' "'Simony and the two philosophers stood on the cliff-top, "'looking across the parched farmlands of Omnia "'to the distant rock of the Citadel. Two of them looking, anyway. "'Give me a lever and a place to stand, "'and I'll smash that place like an egg.' "'said Simony, leading Didactylos down the narrow path. "'Looks big,' said Ern. "'See the gleam? Those are the doors. "'Look massive.' "'I was wondering,' said Simony, "'about the boat, the way it moved. "'Something like that could smash the doors, right?' "'You'd have to flood the valley,' said Ern. "'I mean, if it were on wheels.' "'Oh, yes,' said Ern sarcastically.' "'It had been a long day. "'Yes, if I had a forge and half a dozen blacksmiths and a lot of help. "'Wheels? No problem. "'But we shall have to see,' said Simony, "'what we can do.' "'The sun was on the horizon when Brother, "'his arm around Vorbis's shoulders, reached the next rock island. "'It was bigger than the one with the snake. "'The wind had carved the stones into gaunt, unlikely shapes like fingers.' "'There were even plants lodging in crevices in the rock. "'There's water somewhere,' said Brother. "'There's always water, even in the worst deserts,' said Om. "'One or maybe two inches of rain a year.' "'I can smell something,' said Brother, "'as his feet stopped treading on the sand "'and crunched up the limestone scree around the boulders. "'Something rank. "'Hold me over your head,' Om scanned the rocks.' "'Right, now, bring me down again, "'and head for that rock that looks like, uh, "'that looks very unexpected, really.' "'Brother stared. "'It does, too,' he croaked eventually. "'Amazing to think it was carved by the wind.' "'The wind god has a sense of humour, said Om, "'although it's pretty basic.' "'Near the foot of the rock, huge slabs had fallen over the years, "'forming a jagged pile with here and there shadowy openings. "'That smell... "'Brother began. "'Probably animals come to drink the water,' said Om. "'Brother's foot kicked against something yellow-white, "'which bounced away among the rocks, "'making a noise like a sackful of coconuts. "'In the stifling, empty silence of the desert, "'it echoed loudly. "'What was that?' "'Definitely not a skull,' lied Om. "'Don't worry. "'There's bones everywhere.' "'Well, (laughs) what did you expect? "'This is a desert.' People die here. It's a very popular occupation in this vicinity. Brother picked up a bone. He was, as he well knew, stupid, but people didn't gnaw their own bones after they died. Om, there's water here, shouted Om. We need it, but there's probably uh, one or two drawbacks. What kind of drawbacks? As in natural hazards? Like... "'Well, you know, lions,' said Om, desperately. "'There's lions here. "'Well, slightly. "'Slightly lions. Oh, "'Only one lion.' "'Only one?' generally a solitary creature most to be feared are the old males who are forced into the most inhospitable regions by their younger rivals they are evil-tempered and cunning and in their extremity have lost all fear of man the memory faded letting go of brother's vocal cords that kind brother finished it won't take any notice of us once it's fed said om yeah they go to sleep "'After feeding?' Brother looked round at Vorbis, who was slumped against a rock. "'Feeding,' he repeated. "'It'll be a kindness,' said Om. "'To the lion, yes. "'You want to use him as bait? "'He's not going to survive the desert. "'Anyway, he's done much worse to thousands of people. "'He'll be dying for a good cause.' "'A good cause?' I like it. There was a growl from somewhere in the stones. It wasn't loud, but it was a sound with sinews in it. Brother backed away. We don't just throw people to the lions. He does. Yes, I don't. All right, we'll get on top of a slab, and when the lion starts on him, you can brain it with a rock. He'll probably get away with an arm or a leg. He'll never miss it. "'No, you can't do that to people just because they're helpless. "'You know, I can't think of a better time.' There was another growl from the rock pile. It sounded closer. Brother looked down desperately at the scattered bones. Among them, half hidden by debris, was a sword. It was old and not well made, and scoured by sand. He picked it up gingerly by the blade. "'Other end,' said Om. "'I know. Can you use one?' I don't know. I really hope you're a fast learner. The lion emerged slowly. Desert lions, it has been said, are not like the lions of the veldt. They had been when the great desert had been verdant woodland, i.e. before the inhabitants had let goats graze everywhere. Nothing makes a desert like a goat. Then there had been time to lie around for most of the day, looking majestic in between regular meals of goat but not enough but the woodland had become scrubland the scrubland had become well poorer scrubland and the goats and the people and eventually even the cities went away the lions stayed there's always something to eat if you're hungry enough people still had to cross the desert there were lizards There were snakes it wasn't much of an ecological niche but the lions were hanging on to it like grim death which was what happened to most people who met a desert lion someone had already met this one its mane was matted ancient scars crisscrossed its pelt it dragged itself towards brother back legs trailing uselessly it's hurt said brother oh good and there's plenty of eating on one of those said om a bit stringy but the lion collapsed its toast rack chest heaving a spear was protruding from its flank Flies, which can always find something to eat in any desert, flew up in a swarm. Brother put down the sword. Om stuck his head in his shell. Oh, no, he murmured. Twenty million people in this world, and the only one who believes in me is a suicide. We can't just leave it, said Brother. We can, we can. It's a lion. You leave lions alone. Brother knelt down. The lion opened one crusted yellow eye, too weak even to bite him. "'You're going to die! You're going to die! I'm not going to find anyone to believe in me out
0: here!'
1: Brother's knowledge of animal anatomy was rudimentary. Although some of the inquisitors had an enviable knowledge of the insides of the human body that is denied to all those who are not allowed to open it while it's still working, medicine, as such, was frowned upon in Omnia. But somewhere in every village was someone who officially didn't set bones, and who didn't know a few things about certain plants, and who stayed out of reach of thequisition because of the fragile gratitude of their patients. And every peasant picked up a smattering of knowledge. Acute toothache can burn through all but the strongest in faith. Brother grasped the spear-haft. The lion growled as he moved it. "'Can't you speak to it?' said Brother." "'It's an animal.' "'So are you. You could try and calm it down, because if it gets excited—' "'Om snapped into concentration. "'In fact, the lion's mind contained nothing but pain, "'a spreading nebula of the stuff, overcoming even the normal background hunger. "'Om tried to encircle the pain, make it flow away, "'and not to think about what would happen if it went. "'By the feel of the things, the lion had not eaten for days.' The lion grunted as brother withdrew the spearhead. "'Omnian,' he said. "'It hasn't been there long. It must have met the soldiers when they were on their way to Ephebe. "'They must have passed close by.' He tore another strip from his robe and tried to clean the wound. "'We want to eat it, not cure it,' shouted Om. "'What are you thinking of? "'You think it's going to be grateful?' "'It wanted to be helped. "'And soon it'll want to be fed. "'Have you thought about that?' "'It's looking pathetically at me. "'Probably never seen a week's meals all walking around on one pair of legs before.' "'That wasn't true,' Om reflected. "'Brother was shedding weight like an ice cube out here in the desert. "'That kept him alive. The boy was a two-legged camel.' "'Brother crunched towards the rock pile, shards and bones shifting under his feet. "'The boulders formed a maze of half-open tunnels and caves.' by the smell the lion had lived there for a long time and had quite often been ill he stared at the nearest cave for some time what's so fascinating about a lion's den said om the way it's got steps down into it i think said brother didactylos could feel the crowd it filled the barn how many are there he said Hundreds said Urn. "'They're even sitting on the rafters. "'And, Master, yes, there's even one or two priests, "'and dozens of soldiers.' "'Don't worry,' said Simony, "'joining them on the makeshift platform made of fig barrels. "'They are turtle believers, just like you. "'We have friends in unexpected places.' "'But I don't, um,' Didactylos began helplessly. "'There isn't anyone here who doesn't hate the church with all their soul,' said Simony. E. "'But that's not—' um <clears throat> "'They're just waiting for someone to lead them.' "'But uh, I never—' um, "'I know you won't let us down. You're a man of reason. "'Earn, come over here. There's a blacksmith I want you to meet.' Didactylos turned his face to the crowd. "'He could feel the hot, hushed silence of their stares.' each drop took minutes it was hypnotic brother found himself staring at each developing drip it was almost impossible to see it grow but they'd been growing and dripping for thousands of years how said om water seeps down after the rains said brother it lodges in the rocks don't gods know these things we don't need to om looked around let's go i hate this place It's just an old temple there's nothing here that's what i mean sand and rubble half filled it light lanced in through the broken roof high above onto the slope that they'd climbed down brother wondered how many of the wind carved rocks in the desert had once been buildings this one must have been huge perhaps a mighty tower and then the desert had come There were no whispering voices here, even the small gods kept away from abandoned temples for the same reason that people kept away from graveyards. The only sound was the occasional plink of the water. It dripped into a shallow pool in front of what looked like an altar. From the pool it had worn a groove in the slabs of the floor all the way to a round pit which appeared to be bottomless. There were a few statues, all of them toppled. They were heavy proportioned, lacking any kind of detail, each one a child's clay model chiselled in granite. The distant walls had once been covered with some kind of bas-relief, but it had crumbled away except in a few places, which showed strange designs that mainly consisted of tentacles. "'Who were the people who lived here?' said Brother. "'I don't know.' "'What god did they worship?' "'I don't know.' "'The statues are made of granite, but there's no granite near here.' "'They were very devout then. They dragged it all the way. "'And the altar-block is covered in grooves. "'Ah, extremely devout. "'That would be to let the blood run off. "'You really think they did human sacrifice? "'I don't know. I want to get out of here.' "'Why? There's water, and it's cool.' Because a god lived here, a powerful god, thousands worshipped it, I could feel it, you know, it comes out of the walls, a great god, mighty were his dominions and magnificent was his word, armies went forth in his name and conquered and slew, that kind of thing, and now no one, not you, not me, no one even knows who the god was or his name or what he looked like. "'Lions drink in the holy places, and those little squidgy things with eight legs. "'There's one by your foot, what you call them? "'The ones with antenna. "'Crawl beneath the altar. "'Now do you understand?' "'No,' said Brother. "'Don't you fear death? "'You're a human?' "'Brother considered this. "'A few feet away, Vorbis stared mutely at the patch of sky. "'He's awake. "'He's just not speaking. "'Who cares?' "'I didn't ask you about him. "'Well, sometimes, when I'm on catacomb duty, "'it's the kind of place where you can't tell. I mean, all the schools and things, "'and the book says, "'There you are,' said Om, a note of bitter triumph in his voice. "'You don't know. "'That's what stops everyone going mad, the uncertainty of it, "'the feeling that it might work out right after all. "'But it's different for gods, we do know.' You know that story about the sparrow flying through a room? No. Everyone knows it. Not me. About life being like a sparrow flying through a room. Nothing but darkness outside, and it flies through the room, and there's just a moment of warmth and light. There are windows open, said brother. Can't you imagine what it's like to be that sparrow, and know about the darkness, to know that afterwards there'll be nothing to remember, ever "'except that one moment of the light?' "'No.' "'No, of course you can't. "'But that's what it's like being a god. "'And this place, it's a morgue.' "'Brother looked around at the ancient shadowy temple. "'Well, do you know what it's like being human?' "'Om's head darted into his shell for a moment, "'the nearest he was capable of to a shrug. "'Compared to a god, easy.' "'Get born, obey a few rules, do what you're told, die, forget.' "'Brother stared at him. "'Is something wrong?' "'Brother shook his head. "'Then he stood up and walked over to the Vorbis. "'The deacon had drunk water from Brother's cupped hands, "'but there was a switched-off quality about him. "'He walked, he drank, he breathed. "'Or something did, his body did. "'The dark eyes opened, "'but appeared to be looking at nothing that Brother could see.' There was no sense that anyone was looking out through them. Brother was certain that if he walked away, Vorbis would sit on the cracked flagstones until he very gently fell over. Vorbis's body was present, but the whereabouts of his mind was probably not locatable on any normal atlas. It was just that, here and now and suddenly, Brother felt so alone that even Vorbis was good company. "'Why would you bother with him? He's had thousands of people killed!' "'Yes,' "'but perhaps he thought you wanted it.' "'I never said I wanted that.' "'You didn't care,' said brother. "'But I shut up.' "'Om's mouth opened in astonishment. "'You could have helped people,' said brother, "'but all you did was stamp around and roar "'and try to make people afraid, "'like a a man hitting a donkey with a stick. "'But people like Vorbis made the stick so good "'that's all the donkey ends up believing in.' "'That could use some work as a parable,' said Om, sourly. "'This is real life I'm talking about. "'It's not my fault if people misuse the—' "'It is. It has to be. "'If you muck up people's minds just because you want them to believe in you, "'what they do is all your fault.' "'Brother glared at the tortoise and then stamped off towards the pile of rubble "'that dominated one end of the ruined temple. "'He rummaged around in it. "'What are you looking for?' ''We'll need to carry water,'' said Brother. ''There won't be anything,'' said Om. ''People just left. The land ran out and so did the people. They took everything with them. ''Why bother to look?'' Brother ignored him. ''There was something under the rocks and sand.'' ''Why worry about Vorbis?'' Om whined. ''In a hundred years' time he'll be dead anyway. ''We'll all be dead.'' Brother tugged at the piece of curved pottery. It came away and turned out to be about two-thirds of a wide bowl, broken right across. It had been almost as wide as Brother's outstretched arms, but had been too broken for anyone to loot. It was useful for nothing, but it had once been useful for something. There were embossed figures round its rim. Brother peered at them for want of something to distract himself while Om's voice droned on in his head. The figures looked more or less human, and they were engaged in religion. You could tell by the knives. It's not murder if you do it for a god. In the centre of the bowl was a larger figure, obviously important, some kind of god they were doing it for. What? he said. I said, in a hundred years' time we'll all be dead. Brother stared at the figures round the bowl. No one knew who their god was, and they were gone. Lions slept in the holy places, and... Kilopodar Aridius, the common desert centipede, his memory resident library supplied, scuttled beneath the altar. Yes, said brother, we will. He raised the bowl over his head and turned. Om ducked into his shell. But here, brother gritted his teeth as he staggered under the weight, and now, he threw the bowl. It landed against the altar, fragments of ancient pottery fountained up and clattered down again. The echoes boomed around the temple. "'We are alive!' He picked up Om, who had withdrawn completely into his shell. "'And we'll make it home, all of us,' he said. "'I know it.' "'It's written, is it?' said Om, his voice muffled. "'It is said, and if you argue, "'a tortoise-shell is a pretty good water-container, I expect.' "'You wouldn't. "'Who knows, I might. "'In a hundred years' time we'll all be dead,' you said.' ''Yes, uh, yes,'' said Om desperately, ''but but here and now... right!'' Didactylos smiled. It wasn't something that came easily to him. It wasn't that he was a sombre man, but he could not see the smiles of others. It took several dozen muscle movements to smile, and there was no return on his investment.'' He'd spoken many times to crowds in Ephebe, but they were invariably made up of other philosophers whose shouts of, Bloody daft! and, You're making it up as you go along! and other contributions to the debate always put him at his ease. That was because no one really paid any attention. They were just working out what they were going to say next. But this crowd put him in mind of brother. Their listening was like a huge pit waiting for his words to fill it. The trouble was that he was talking in philosophy, but they were listening in gibberish. You can't believe in great Atuin," he said. Great Atuin exists. There is no point in believing in things that exist. Someone's put up their hand, said Ern. Yes? Sir, surely only things that exist are worth believing in said the inquirer, who was wearing a uniform of a sergeant of the Holy Guard. "'If they exist, you don't have to believe in them,' said Didactylos. "'They just are,' he sighed. "'What can I tell you? What do you want to hear? "'I just wrote down what people know. "'Mountains rise and fall, and under them the turtle swims onwards. "'Men live and die, and the turtle moves. "'Empires grow and crumble, and the turtle moves. "'Gods come and go, and still the turtle moves. "'The turtle moves. From the darkness came a voice. And that is really true, Didactylos shrugged. The turtle exists. The world is a flat disk. The sun turns round it once every day, dragging its light behind it. And this will go on happening whether you believe it is true or not. It is real." i don't know about the truth truth is a lot more complicated than that i don't think the turtle gives a bugger whether it's true or not to tell you the truth Simon, he pulled Ern to one side as the philosopher went on talking this isn't what they came to hear can't you do anything sorry said Ern. they don't want philosophy they want a reason to move against the church "'Now, Forbis is dead, the Cenobaiarch is gaga, "'the Hierarchy are busy stabbing one another in the back, "'the Citadel is like a big rotten plum.' "'Still a few wasps in it, though,' said Ern. "'You said you've only got a tenth of the army.' "'But there are free men,' said Simony, "'free in their heads. "'They'll be fighting for more than fifty cents a day.' Ern looks down at his hands.' He often did that when he was uncertain about anything, as if they were the only things he was sure of in all the world. "'They'll get the odds down to three to one before the rest know what's happening,' said Simon A. <laughs> "'Did you talk with a blacksmith?' "'Yes.' "'Can you do it?' Uh, "'I think so. It wasn't what I—' "'They tortured his father just for having a horseshoe hanging up in his forge when everyone knows that smiths have to have their little rituals.' "'and they took his son off into the army. "'But he's got a lot of helpers. "'They'll work through the night. "'All you have to do is tell them what you want.' "'I've made some sketches.' "'Good,' said Simony. "'Listen, Earn. "'The church is run by people like Vorbis. "'That's how it all works. Millions of people have died for nothing but lies. "'We can stop all that.' Didactylus had stopped talking.' ''He's muffed it,'' said Simonie. ''He could have done anything with them, and he just told them a lot of facts. ''You can't inspire people with facts. ''They need a cause. ''They need a symbol.'' They left the temple just before sundown. The lion had crawled into the shade of some rocks, but stood up unsteadily to watch them go. ''It'll track us,'' moaned Om. ''They do that for miles and miles. ''We'll survive.'' I wish I had your confidence. Ah, but I have a God to have faith in. There'll be no more ruined temples. There'll be something else, and not even snake to eat. But I walk with my God. Not as a snack, though. And you're walking the wrong way, too. No, I'm still heading away from the coast. That's what I mean. How far can a lion go with a spear wound like that in him? What's that got to do with anything? Everything. And half an hour later, a black shadowy line on the silver moonlit desert. There were the tracks. The soldiers came this way. We just have to follow the tracks back. If we head where they've come from, we'll get where we're going. We'll never do it. We're travelling light. Oh, yeah, they were burdened by all the food and water they had to carry, said Om bitterly. How lucky for us. We haven't got any. Brother glanced at Vorbis. He was walking unaided now, provided that you gently turned him around whenever you needed to change direction. But even Om had to admit that the tracks were some comfort. In a way, they were alive in the same way that an echo is alive. People had been this way not long ago. There were other people in the world. Someone, somewhere, was surviving. Or not. After an hour or so, they came across a mound beside the track. There was a helmet atop it and a sword stuck in the sand. "'A lot of soldiers died to get here quickly,' said Brother. "'Whoever had taken enough time to bury their dead "'had also drawn a symbol in the sand of the mound. "'Brother half expected it to be a turtle, "'but the desert wind had not quite eroded the crude shape of a pair of horns.' "'I don't understand that,' said Om. "'They don't really believe I exist, "'but they go and put something like that on a grave.' "'It's hard to explain. "'I think it's because they believe they exist,' said Brother. "'It's because they're people.' and so was he. He pulled the sword out of the sand. What do you want that for? Might be useful. Against who? Might be useful. An hour later the lion, who was limping after Brother, also arrived at the grave. It had lived in the desert for sixteen years, and the reason it had lived so long was that it had not died, and it had not died because it had never wasted handy protein. It dug. Humans have always wasted handy protein ever since they started wondering who had lived in it. But on the whole, there are worse places to be buried than inside a lion. There were snakes and lizards on the rock islands. They were probably very nourishing, and everyone was in its own way a taste explosion. There was no more water. But there were plants, more or less. They looked like groups of stones, except where a few had put up a central flower spike that was a brilliant pink and purple in the dawn light. Where do they get the water from? Fossil seas. Water that's turned to stone? No, water that sank down thousands of years ago, right down in the bedrock. Can you dig down to it? Don't be stupid. Brother glanced from the flower to the nearest rock island. Honey, he said. What? not The bees had a nest high on the side of a spire of rock. The buzzing could be heard from ground level. There was no possible way up. ''Nice try,'' said Om. The sun was up. Already the rocks were warm to the touch. ''Get some rest,'' said Om kindly. ''I'll keep watch.'' ''Watch for what?'' ''I'll watch and find out.'' Brother led Vorbis into the shade of a large boulder and gently pushed him down. Then he lay down too. The thirst wasn't too bad yet. He'd drunk from the temple pool until he squelched as he walked. Later on, they might find a snake. When you considered what some people in the world had, life wasn't too bad. Vorbis lay on his side, his black-on-black eyes staring at nothing. Brother tried to sleep. He had never dreamed. Didactylos had been quite excited about that. Someone who remembered everything and didn't dream would have to think slowly, he said. "'Imagine a heart,' he said." Like many early thinkers, the Ophibians believed that thoughts originated in the heart, and that the brain was merely a device to cool the blood. That was nearly all memory, and had hardly any beats to spare for the everyday purposes of thinking. That would explain why Brother moved his lips while he thought. So this couldn't have been a dream, it must have been the sun. He heard Om's voice in his head. The tortoise sounded as though he was holding a conversation with people Brother could not hear. "'Mine! Go away!' "'No, mine, both of them. Mine!' "'Brother turned his head. "'The tortoise was in a gap between two rocks, "'neck extended and weaving from side to side. "'There was another sound, a sort of gnat-like whining "'that came and went, and promises in his head. "'They flashed past, faces talking to him, shapes, "'visions of greatness, moments of opportunity, "'picking him up, taking him high above the world.' "'All this was his. He could do anything. "'All
0: he had to do was believe in me, in me, in me.'
1: "'An image formed in front of him. "'There, on a stone beside him, was a roast pig, surrounded by fruit, "'and a mug of beer so cold the air was frosting on the sides. "'Mine!' "'Brother blinked. The voices faded. So did the food. "'He blinked again. "'There were strange after-images, not seen but felt.' Perfect, though his memory was, he could not remember what the voices had said, or what the other pictures had been. All that lingered was a memory of roast pork and cold beer. "'That's because they don't know what to offer you,' said Om's voice quietly. "'So they try to offer you anything. Generally they start with visions of food and carnal gratification.' "'They got as far as the food,' said Brother. "'Good job I overcame them, then.' said Om, no telling what they might have achieved with a young man like yourself. Brother raised himself on his elbows. Borbis had not moved. Were they trying to get through to him, too? I suppose so. Wouldn't work. Nothing gets in, nothing gets out. Never seen a mind so turned in on itself. Will they be back? Oh, yes, it's not as if they've got anything else to do. When they do, said Brother, feeling lightheaded, "'Could you wait until they've shown me visions of carnal gratification?' "'Very bad for you. "'Brother Numrod was very down on them, "'but I think perhaps we should, well, know our enemies, yes?' "'Brother's voice faded to a croak. "'I could have done with the vision of the drink,' he said wearily. "'The shadows were long. "'He looked around in amazement. "'How long were they trying?' "'All day.' Persistent devils, too, thick as flies. Brother learned why at sunset. He met St. Ungulant, the Anchorite, friend of all small gods everywhere. Well, 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 said St. Ungulant. We don't get very many visitors up here. Isn't that so, Angus? He addressed the heir beside him. Brother was trying to keep his balance because the cart wheel rocked dangerously every time he moved. They had left Vorbis seated on the desert twenty feet below, hugging his knees and staring at nothing. The wheel had been nailed flat on top of a slim pole. It was just wide enough for one person to lie uncomfortably. But St. Ungulant looked designed to lie uncomfortably. He was so thin that even skeletons would say, ''Isn't he thin?'' He was wearing some sort of minimalist loincloth, insofar as it was possible to tell under the beard and the hair. It had been quite hard to ignore St. Ungulant, who had been capering up and down at the top of his pole, shouting, "'Cooey!' and, "'Over here!' There was a slightly smaller pole, a few feet away, with an old-fashioned half-moon cut-out-on-the-door privy on it. Just because you were an anchorite, St. Ungulant said, didn't mean you had to give up everything.' Brother had heard of Anchorites, who were a kind of one-way prophet. They went out into the desert, but did not come back, preferring a hermit's life of dirt and hardship and dirt and holy contemplation and, and dirt. Many of them liked to make life even more uncomfortable for themselves by being walled up in cells, or living, quite appropriately, at the top of a pole. The Omnian Church encouraged them, on the basis that it was best to get madmen as far away as possible, where they couldn't cause any trouble, and could be cared for by the community, insofar as the community consisted of lions and buzzards and dirt. "'I was thinking of adding another wheel,' said St. Ungulant, "'Just over there, to catch the morning sun, you know?' Brother looked around him. Nothing but flat rock and sand stretched away on every side." Don't you get the sun everywhere, all the time? he said. But it's much more important in the morning, said St. Ungulant. Besides, Angus says we ought to have a patio. He could barbecue on it, said Om, inside Brother's head. Um, said Brother, what uh, religion are you a saint of, exactly? An expression of embarrassment crossed the very small amount of face between St. Ungulant's eyebrows and his moustache. Uh, um, none, really. <laughs> that was all rather a mistake. He said, "My parents named me Sevrian Thaddeus Ungulant, and then one day, of course, most amusing, someone drew attention to the initials. After that, it all seemed rather inevitable." The wheel rocked slightly. Saint Ungulant's skin was almost blackened by the desert sun. "'I've had to pick up Herming, as I went along, of course,' he said. "'I taught myself. I'm, I'm entirely self-taught. "'You can't find a hermit to teach you, Herming, "'because, of course, that rather spoils the whole thing.' "'Er, uh, but there's Angus,' said brother, "'staring at the spot where he believed Angus to be, "'or at least where he believed St. Ungulant believed Angus to be. "'He's over here now,' said the saint sharply, "'pointing to a different part of the wheel.' "'but he doesn't do any of the herming. "'He's not, you know, trained. "'He's just company. "'My word! "'I'd have gone quite mad "'if it wasn't for Angus cheering me up all the time.' "'Yes, I expect you would,' said Brother. "'He smiled at the empty air, in order to show willing. "'Actually, it's a pretty good life. "'The hours are rather long, "'but the food and drink are extremely worthwhile.' "'Brother had a distinct feeling "'that he knew what was going to come next.' "'Beer cold enough,' he said. "'Extremely frosty,' said St. Ungulant, beaming. "'And the roast pig?' "'St. Ungulant's smile was manic. "'All brown and crunchy round the edges, yes,' he said. "'But I expect uh, you eat the occasional lizard or snake, too.' "'Funny you should say that. "'Yes, every once in a while, just for a bit of variety.' "'And mushrooms, too?' "'said Om. "'Any mushrooms in these parts?' said brother innocently. "'St. Ungulant nodded happily. "'After the annual rains, yes, red ones with yellow spots, "'the desert becomes really interesting after the mushroom season. "'Full of giant purple singing slugs, "'talking pillars of flame, exploding giraffes, "'that sort of thing,' said brother carefully. "'Good heavens, yes!' "'said the saint. "'I don't know why. "'I think they're attracted by the mushrooms.' "'Brother nodded. "'You're catching on, kid,' said Om. "'And I expect sometimes you drink water,' said Brother. "'You know it's odd, isn't it?' said St. Angulant. "'There's all this wonderful stuff to drink, "'but every so often I get this, well, "'well, I can only call it a craving for a few sips of water. "'Can you explain that?' "'It must be a little hard to come by,' said Brother, still talking very carefully, like someone playing a fifty-pound fish on a fifty-one-pound breaking-strain fishing line. "'Strange, really,' said St. Ungulant, "'when ice-cold beer is so readily available to—' "'Where, um, where'd you get it?' "'The water,' said Brother. "'You know the stone plants? The ones with the big flowers?' ''If you cut open the fleshy part of the leaves, there's up to half a pint of water,'' said the saint. ''Tastes like wee-wee, mind you.'' ''I think we could manage to put up with that,'' said brother, through dry lips. He backed towards the rope ladder that was the saint's contact with the ground. ''Are you sure you won't stay?'' "'said St. Ungulant, "'It's Wednesday. "'We get sucking pig plus chef's selection of sun-drenched, "'dew-fresh vegetables on Wednesdays.' "'We, uh, we have lots to do,' said Brother, "'halfway down the swaying ladder. "'Sweets from the trolley? "'I think, perhaps.' "'St. Ungulant looked down sadly at Brother, "'helping Vorbis away across the wilderness. "'And afterwards there's probably mints,' he shouted through cupped hands. "'No?' Soon the figures were mere dots on the sand. "'There may be visions of sexual gratification—' "'Oh, no! Tell a lie. That's Fridays,' St. Ungulant murmured. Now that the visitors had gone, the air was once again filled with the zip and whine of the small gods. There were billions of them. St. Ungulant smiled. He was, of course, mad. He'd occasionally suspected this, but he took the view that madness should not be wasted— He dined daily on the food of the gods, drank the rarest vintages, ate fruits that were not only out of season but out of reality. Having to drink the occasional mouthful of brackish water and chew the odd lizard leg for medicinal purposes was a small price to pay. He turned back to the laden table that shimmered in the air. All this and all the little gods wanted was someone to know about them, someone to even believe that they existed. There was jelly and ice cream today, too. All the more for us, eh, Angus? Yes, said Angus. The fighting was over in Ephebe. It hadn't lasted long, especially when the slaves joined in. There were too many narrow streets, too many ambushes, and above all too much terrible determination. It's generally held that free men will always triumph over slaves, but perhaps it all depends on your point of view. Besides, the Ephebian garrison commander had declared somewhat nervously that slavery would henceforth be abolished which infuriated the slaves. What would be the point of saving up to become free if you couldn't own slaves afterwards? Besides, how'd they eat? The Omnians couldn't understand, and uncertain people fight badly, and Vorbis had gone. Certainties seemed less certain when those eyes were elsewhere. The tyrant was released from his prison. He spent his first day of freedom carefully composing messages to the other small countries along the coast. It was time to do something about Omnia. "'Brother sang. His voice echoed off the rocks. "'Flocks of scalbies shook off their lazy pedestrian habits "'and took off frantically, leaving feathers behind in their rush to get airborne. "'Snakes wriggled into cracks in the stone. "'You could live in the desert, or at least survive. "'Getting back to Omnia could only be a matter of time. One more day.' "'Vorbis trooped along a little behind him. "'He said nothing, and when spoken to gave no sign "'that he had understood what had been said to him.' Om, bumping along in Brother's pack, began to feel the acute depression that steals over every realist in the presence of an optimist. The strange strains of claws of iron shall rend the ungodly faded away. There was a small rock slide some way off. "'We're alive,' said Brother. "'For now. And we're close to home.' "'Yes. I saw a wild goat on the rocks back there. There's still a lot of em about.' "'Goats?' gods and the ones we had back there were the puny ones mind you what do you mean om sighed it's reasonable isn't it think about it the stronger ones hang around the edge where there's prey i mean people the weak ones get pushed out to the sandy places where people hardly ever go the strong gods said brother thoughtfully gods that know about being strong that's right "'not gods that know what it feels like to be weak. "'What? They wouldn't last five minutes. "'It's a God-eat-God world. "'Perhaps that explains something about the nature of gods. "'Strength is hereditary, like sin.' "'His face clouded. "'Except that it isn't. Sin, I mean. "'I think perhaps when we get back I shall talk to some people. "'Oh, and they'll listen, will they? "'Wisdom comes out of the wilderness, they say.' "'Only the wisdom that people want. And mushrooms.' "'When the sun was starting to climb, Brother milked a goat. "'It stood patiently while Om soothed its mind, "'and Om didn't suggest killing it, Brother noticed. "'Then they found the shade again. "'There were bushes here, low-growing, spiky, "'every tiny leaf barricaded behind its crown of thorns. "'Om watched for a while, but the small gods on the edge of the wilderness "'were more cunning and less urgent.' "'They'd be here probably at noon when the sun turned the landscape into a hellish glare. "'He'd hear them. In the meantime, he could eat. "'He crawled through the bushes, their thorns scraping harmlessly along his shell. "'He passed another tortoise, which wasn't inhabited by a god, "'and gave him that vague stare that tortoises employ "'when they're deciding whether something is there to be eaten or made love to, "'which are the only things on a normal tortoise mind. "'He avoided it and found a couple of leaves it had missed.' Periodically, he'd stomp back through the gritty soil and watch the sleepers. "'And then he saw Vorbis sit up, look around him in a slow, methodical way, "'pick up a stone, study it carefully, "'and then bring it down sharply on Brother's head. "'Brother didn't even groan. "'Vorbis got up and strode directly towards the bushes that hid Om. "'He tore the branches aside, regardless of the thorns, "'and pulled out the tortoise Om had just met.' For a moment it was held up, legs moving slowly, before the deacon threw it over arm into the rocks. Then he picked up brother with some effort, slung him across his shoulders and set off towards Omnia. It happened in seconds. Om fought to stop his head and legs retracting automatically into his shell, a tortoise's instinctive panic reaction. Vorbis was already disappearing round some rocks. He disappeared. Om started to move forward and then ducked into his shell as a shadow skimmed over the ground. It was a familiar shadow and one filled with tortoise dread. The eagle swept down and towards the spot where the stricken tortoise was struggling and with barely a pause in the stoop, snatched the reptile and soared back up into the sky with long lazy sweeps of its wings. Om watched it until it became a dot and then looked away as a smaller dot detached itself and tumbled over and over towards the rocks below. The eagle descended slowly, preparing to feed. A breeze rattled the thorn bushes and stirred the sand. Om thought he could hear the taunting, mocking voices of all the small gods. End of CD 7